Welcome to the Leadership Lessons Podcast. These series are hosted by Arvid Bhatt, a triple accredited master coach and expert on the leadership brain and personality. He's worked with over 500 CXOs of multinational companies. Besides his work as an executive coach, he's an author and public speaker. Every episode contains a 15-minute masterclass with in-depth knowledge and a practical case study. Follow our series and become an expert on leadership yourself. Welcome to the Leadership Lessons Podcast. Welcome back to the Leadership Lessons Podcast. Today in Episode 2, we discuss the concept of necessity. Definitions are important, as we've seen in Episode 1, so let's take a look at the word necessity. A necessity is always something that is both required and indispensable. So people have to want it, and people shouldn't be able to go on without it. That might sound a bit theatrical to you if it concerns leadership, but it really isn't. Necessity in this perspective is all about the collective we've talked about before. A leader can't live, grow, or act without a collective to lead. The other way around, the collective can't live without a leader. Or can they? Actually, that is the question we're going to talk about today. Because in a lot of cases, they actually can. Because there is a difference between a leader and a director. In later episodes, we will have a look at the psychological differences of the two. But for now, it's about these two roles. View the leader as this stereotypical, dominant, decisive and strict person, steering the ship through the storm. But the director, and you can also use the word governor, is more of a diplomat. Being reciprocal, this man or woman is able to connect with the people within the collective and create a personal relation. In the world of executive search, experts look at the resume of a candidate, sometimes take a personality test, and conduct a lot of interviews and meetings with people inside the new company. But that's the wrong start, because you can't connect a certain type of leader if you're not aware of the phase a collective is in. We typically see two types of phase. First, we have the phase of growth and change or crisis. This is the phase we want the typical leader to join the collective. But, and this is a big but, as soon as the collective is in a more calm phase, recovering, consolidating, stabilizing, we need the director or governor type to run the collective. Please let me tell you a great story to make you understand why this is the case. It's based upon scientific research done by Professor Leo Whitfleet at the Nyenrode Business University. Let's say you're moving to another city and just unpacked all your furniture and setting up the house with your family. You obviously need to find a new dentist as the other one is 300 miles away. So you're checking out two new dentists and want to meet them before you decide. The first dentist you visit is in this beautiful office, in this nature-rich surroundings. You arrive on time and the assistant gives you both a cup of coffee and a friendly smile. In the waiting room, you read some nice magazines and everything looks good and smells nice. You feel very comfortable. And exactly on schedule this, Lady Dentist invites you to the treatment room. She shows you a warm and very caring personality, welcomes you to the city and asks how the children are doing in the new school. 
The treatment room is colorful and the chair moves to the flat position as the dentist is going to check your teeth. But just before she's putting the mirror inside your mouth to check, you see a strange thing. Her hand is a bit shaky. The other dentist is in this industrial area and it's hard to find. You can't park your car properly and just in time you arrive. No assistant to welcome you and the waiting room is grey and smells like a hospital. Some three-month-old magazines are placed on this little table and the dentist is 20 minutes behind on schedule. As soon as he calls your name, you stand up and walk towards the sound. This old man with eyebrows like an owl is sitting there and points towards the chair. You're absolutely not feeling comfortable, but anyway, you take place. And just before he puts the little mirror in your mouth, you see the wall behind him. There are six framed diplomas hanging there, two of which are from Harvard Medical School. Question to respondents in this research was, which dentist would you choose? And that's where the magic happened, because if you're not in pain and just there for a yearly checkup, you'll probably choose the nice lady in the first case. But as soon as the pain is building up, you'll go for competence and choose the old man with a Harvard education. Let that sink in for a minute. People tend to listen to less likable people that are competent, but only in a situation that A, they are not able to solve themselves, and B, there is a certain amount of pain. And if people are just fine, they like someone to help them connect and be nice and reciprocal. Exactly why you should always make this distinction when covering the subject matter of leadership. If a company is just fine, don't hire a leader. And if the shit hits the fan, don't hire this director-governor type. They will endlessly organize meetings and sessions and debates until the ship has sunk. But if the leader gets the ship safely in the harbor, make sure he leaves the ship. Because the character of these people dictates that if you take them on board again for the next journey, they'll probably steer the ship into a next storm intentionally, purely out of boredom and an urge to show their skills and value again. It's all about a quest for recognition. And as long as the collective is willing to pay this price, life is good. But if the collective isn't, it's a recipe for disaster. Or an accident waiting to happen. Or fill in your own metaphor. So the point I would like to make is that leadership isn't always necessary. Only if the collective is in phase of growth, change or crisis, it's a good match. In the first episode we took the definition of a leader being this man or woman ultimately responsible for the strategy of a collective. Take in mind that if all is good and there is no storm, the ship can just continue on the chosen course. And you don't need this person changing it all the time. People just want to enjoy the trip and ocean view. For this moment, let's see what the lessons are. 1. We only need leadership if the collective is ready for it. 2. The collective needs a leader in times of growth, change or crisis. 3. If they're just enjoying the trip, get a director-slash-governor personality to keep control. 4. People accept a dominant leader, but only if they experience pain and urgency. 5. As long as there is no pain involved, people look for reciprocity and connection. Practical case study A case study with Juliet. Company X is struggling with the technological change and fast pace of consumers for years now. A typical old-style company, hiring one change manager after another to reshape the company. 
The CEO is an old man, strong personality who tries to adapt to the new times, but really isn't willing to give up his 20-year success story in leadership. But the executive board sees that there isn't any other solution and starts the search for a new candidate. They ask me to review the final three candidates with them. Two days before the interviews, I just visit the company and speak with 15 people. From the receptionist to the board and from the cleaning lady to the marketing department, just asking them about the past years and their needs. I see and hear that people are tired of all the changes. One reorganization after another has passed and that took his toll on people. Changes can be for the good, but changing all the times makes the workers feel without common ground. With this, I enter the interviews with the final candidates. I see the resumes in the pre-talk with HR, and they selected two male and one female candidates. The men have great stories, incredible resumes, and did their homework. Even better than before, they see how this company can move towards the future by changing crucial elements. And then Juliet enters for the final interview of the day. She's a calm and obviously intelligent lady. With an open mind, she answered all the questions, but never with a judgment. There is no urge to show how good she is, and after we are done, she gets her notepad and asks us a bunch of questions, really interested in the human side of things and asking about experience instead of results. It's easy to guess that I recommended Juliet as the new company CEO. HR concurred and hired her. It gave the people of Company X a new, fresh breath of air. They can recover from all the change and just get their game in place for the upcoming journey. If Juliet is the right lady if the company hits a new crisis? Probably not. But that is exactly why leadership isn't about staying in one place. You should continuously find the right people to match the collective phase. Let's end this episode with the most important thing that came up. We don't always need leaders. We only need leaders for growth, change, or when the collective is in crisis. Thanks to the research with the dental example, you understand why. Thanks for listening, and I hope you join me next time when we're working on the subject matter of symbiosis. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to like and subscribe to our iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud channels. More information on executive coaching and bookings can be found on true-leadership.com.